Support for Everything Explained comes from the College of St. Rose in Albany, offering master's and certificate programs for working adults looking to advance or change their careers. Easily accessible to downtown and state offices, the College of St. Rose has served the Capital District since 1920. strose.edu grad programs to apply. Ecotourism. It's not about renting an electric-powered car or staying in a solar-powered Airbnb during your getaway. For an example of what I mean, let's head to Ramble Wild in western Massachusetts. Ramble Wild's treetop adventure course allows visitors to swing, ride, and hang roughly 50 feet in the air but its other points of interest may not seem like a tourist attraction at first glance. This is the first episode in our new sustainable series on the pod. Our Jim Lavulis swung through the aerial adventure park, but first he joins us in studio to talk about the experience. So today we have Jim Lavoulis. He's a reporter at WAMC, and we're going to talk about a special place he went in the Berkshires this weekend. Uh, it bills itself as an ecotourism destination. What was it, Jim? Yeah, it was Ramble Wild in uh, Lanesboro, Massachusetts, and it's mainly known as an aerial adventure park. You know, so you're talking going through these obstacles. You know, 20, 50 feet up in the trees, zip lines, swings moving logs that you have to step on, and uh, as you increase in difficulty, they become uh, less and less stable. But also, in other parts of the park, they are really pushing the sustainability efforts, and that involves wind power. They're looking into solar. They also, when it comes to the trees, they're they're tapped, and they're pulling sap out of them to make make maple syrup. So it's a pretty all-encompassing, unique, yeah, forest ecotourism destination. How, how much fun was it? Because when I hear ecotourism, it doesn't sound like something that's necessarily so much fun. Like, I'm going to go there, it's going to be filled with educational value, but no real actual adventure. Yeah, it, no, it was a lot of fun, and I can understand the hesitation. Ecotourism, maybe the word eco doesn't sound like that much fun. Um, but when you're uh, you know, you're up in the trees, so that's a good time. That's probably the, the main draw there, the aerial adventure park. So adventure, obviously, uh, for most people means fun. But then when you learn about um, how they're keeping the trees healthy, the system they use doesn't involve any bolts going through the trees. Hmm. It's this compression system that they use that they can loosen to let the trees then grow at their nat- natural rate. So as uh, they were explained to me, the workers there, they can remove the whole aerial adventure park system from the forest and you would never seemingly know that it was ever there. So there's no bolts going through the trees. There's no, you know, metal uh, going through the trunks of them. Um, and then you learn uh, they have these hiking trails and how, you know, they put specialized wood chips down as to not 
hurt the roots of the trees. Things you wouldn't even think of when you're walking through the forest, like, oh, my feet can't damage this. But when you get thousands of people there, it could. Um, and also just learning about the sap that comes from the trees. Uh, they have a bunch of, I think they have roughly 70 miles of plastic tubing that weaves through the trees. Wow. And, uh, yeah, just pulling sap that gets boiled down to maple syrup that ends up on your pancakes. It's pretty unique. Another cool aspect that they have when it comes to the maple syrup, they use old whiskey barrels and they repurpose those to then make a bourbon-infused maple syrup. That sounds like my favorite thing. It sounds so great. (laughs) And then this is where it gets even better. Then after they use... And once Ramble Wild, uh, through Mission Maple, their uh, maple-producing arm there, gets done with those barrels, they get used at Wormtown Brewery in Worcester, Massachusetts, to then make a maple bourbon-infused porter. So, you know, even looking at, at it that way, that's sustainability right there. And then the joke is, you know, maybe that barrel goes and becomes a potting area for somebody you know so it's, probably somebody somewhere right exactly exactly you're talking maple syrup you're talking whiskey you're talking beer and then you know probably topsoil plants yeah that that sounds like my favorite thing maple syrup is my favorite food it should have its own food group um <laughs> when you're up in the trees I, like let's talk about a little bit of the adventure because you have some great sound that we'll play later in your piece w- what they have there I, I heard you went down a zip line yeah, so this zip line, you can go, I think it's roughly 20 miles an hour. You're uh, about 150 feet above the uh, forest floor. It actually goes over, their fastest one goes over a ravine. So you really get moving there. Um, and the way it works is you're wearing a harness, and you have basically these two sort of carabiners that you hook onto um, the lines and uh, other parts of the course throughout it. And the technology they use is pretty unique both carabiners cannot be opened at the same time. So there in meaning, you know, your safety is there, your point of contact. You have one safety point of contact at every single time while you're climbing up these ladders that are attached to the side of a tree. They have this riding zip line. It's like you're riding a saddle across a zip line, across a ravine, which is pretty unique. They have this thing called the leap of faith. It's basically you're standing on a platform and there looks like a pulley system in front of you and you're supposed to hook onto this pulley and then just jump off. And the the technology that they use for the first five or 10 feet, you don't feel any sort of positive traction. You're just free falling. So it is really leap of faith. Yeah. Um, Just looking, watching people do it. uh, It's uh, yeah, it's pretty scary. Another one they have is a, is a rope swing basically into a cargo net. So you're standing at the edge of this platform and seemingly the best way down is apparently attaching to this rope that I'm going to hold on to and then swing into a cargo net that I got to climb up. And you just kind of, you sort of understand that, okay, with this safety mechanism, I'm not going to fall. But that doesn't matter once you get to that edge. It That realization kind of goes away and it's human nature to say, I'm somewhere up high and... I can't fly because I'm a human and you're supposed to just jump off. But once you do it, you gain this confidence and you gain this trust in yourself that I can trust um, that I've hooked everything up right. And uh, I trust the people here. I trust the systems. And uh, yeah, it's pretty empowering. 
From the studio to the heart of the Berkshire Mountains, Jim filed this report. The Ramble Wild Aerial Adventure Park in Lanesboro, Massachusetts is one of the largest climbing structures in the Northeast. It's about 10 solid acres big, and what we have here are a series of eight separate aerial trails. Each one of our trails carries a series of about 15 elevated platforms, anywhere between you know 12 and 50 feet up into the treetops. In between those platforms, we have over 150 very unique elements that allow you to climb, jump, swing, soar, and of course, zip line from one platform to another. The park offers a tiered system of courses based on difficulty all the way up to the double black diamond. Luke Bloom, Ramble Wild's programming director and co-director of operations, says the trail has a 10% success rate. In other words, just one of 10 people who attempt the course climb all the elements without wading the harness. If you got the American Ninja Warrior in you, brother, we got what you need here. The aerial course looks like a spider web in the canopy. People in orange helmets maneuver across wooden boards, pegs, swings, you name it. At ground level, a 200-foot suspension bridge traverses a ravine, offering views of zip lines above. There she goes. That's our highest, fastest zip line in the park. She's about 150 feet above the forest floor at the bottom of the river down there. She's going close to 20 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there she goes. You're going to get a chance to see a rescue. All right. So... Sometimes and periodically that will happen. Uh, Ethan, that's all you, brother. <laughs> so, one of the other major thrills is called the leap of faith, in which a climber willingly attaches their harness to what looks like a pulley and leaps off the platform. I and mean, you won't feel positive traction from that for about the first 10 or 15 feet, so it's, it feels like a free fall. While in the aerial park, most of your focus is on the swinging, dangling obstacles or the ground below as you and other thrill-seekers launch off platforms 50 feet in the air. Many may not pause to consider what makes the whole experience possible, trees. Because we have to look at this entire thing as our commodity. As Bloom explains, every decision Ramble Wild makes comes with the goal of keeping trees upright even the equipment keeping its aerial park visitors in the treetops. You'll see that there is no, no piece of metal, there is no through bolt that goes through any tree. We use a friction wrap design and a compression locking system and ultimately protect the tree with cambium slats to protect the vascular cambium of the tree and then allow the tree to grow at its own natural rate. Ramble Wild's sustainability mindset is even more surprising when you consider the nearly 1,500 acre complex was purchased as a foray into the timber business. Valentina Kunyaska is the co-founder of Ramblewild. What exists today started as Feronia Forests. While working in investment finance in the early 2000s, Kunyaska was searching for assets uncorrelated to the markets, real estate, and other oscillating factors. She settled on timber. And unlike other commodities like corn or um, other produce, you don't have to actually harvest it on command. It grows happily by itself. Feronia Forest purchased two properties, one here in Lanesboro and the other in New York's Adirondacks. Kunyaska says the plan was never to clear-cut the trees, 
but rather to use sustainable harvesting methods. Then she had a change of heart. And I remember being in, on the properties in Feronia um, and looking at around in the forest and, and saying there has to be more value to these forests than the value of the real estate and the trees. And anybody who spent any time in the forest is going to nod their head and say, well, of course there is. Yes, absolutely. But how do you put a value on those other sort of extra values of the forest. Kunyaska says the land's recreational, spiritual, social, and renewable energy potentials started to be seen. So we set out to build a business case around that. And it was really important to build a business case because I believe that business is a way to affect change. And in July 2014, the Aerial Adventure Park opened. Now going into our fourth season, a lot of people um, really only know us for the Aerial Adventure Park, and we're so much more than what we were even two or three years ago. Um, we really are moving towards like a, 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 you know, an adventure forest, an ecotourism destination. Ramblewild visitors can also ride to the top of Sheep's Heaven Mountain and view the Berkshire Wind Energy Project up close. Six of the project's ten turbines are located on Feronia's property along the ridgeline of Brody Mountain. The turbines rise nearly 400 feet into the air when accounting for the blades. The project produces enough energy to power about 6,000 homes each year, according to the Berkshire Wind Power Co-op. So we're going to head up into the sugar bush right now. Roughly 70 miles of plastic tubing weaves through a 110-acre area, collecting sap to produce maple syrup. Proceeds from the sale of Mission Maple support the group's nonprofit Feronia Forward. It sponsors field trips for students to come learn about the renewable energy, sap collection, and sustainability efforts at Ramblewild. This is quite literally the biggest living laboratory that you could possibly find. Student projects have included building scaled-down wind turbines and studying the collection efficiencies of plastic versus traditional metal tree taps. As part of the group's social mission, Bloom says Ramblewild also hosts professional development days for the county's teachers. And then we gave them the time to sit with their colleagues and their cohorts and create lesson plans of which they left with us. And we're now in the process of taking those lesson plans and creating a digital library for any teacher that wants to come here can go there and say, oh, this is what a teacher from the fourth grade in did. A low ropes course offers team building exercises for companies and some of the 30 miles of hiking trails can be utilized for Shinrin Yoku, a type of meditation that involves getting lost in nature. In addition to the intentional social building activities, Bloom says the aerial adventure park also creates a sense of shared struggle. You'll see somebody on a trail that was like, we'll look down and see somebody who's nervous and we'll be like, hey man, don't worry, don't worry, I was right there like 20 minutes ago, you gotta try this, you gotta do that. I'm like, you know, if you're out on the street, there's a good chance that those two people never communicate. As I worked my way through the obstacles, I certainly saw the camaraderie. But when you're all alone on a platform and the designated way down involves swinging by a rope into a cargo net, hearing you can do this and it's not that bad isn't worth all that much. Three. Ah. Reporting safely on the ground in Lanesboro, Massachusetts, I'm Jim Lavoulis.
just wanted to take the time to thank Jim Lavoulis for his excellent reporting and production work. Behind the scenes, we couldn't do it without the podcast team. Kristen Gilbert, David Hopper, Ashley Kinsey, Joe Donahue, and of course, listeners like you who help to support public radio. If you like the pod, please, please take the time to leave a review or subscribe. It's those metrics that help us to continue to make shows like these possible. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure to keep an eye out for more episodes from our other podcasts. Listen with Lights On, Retconned, The Creative Process, and Food Friday Leftovers, just to name a few. This show, Everything Explained, is a production of WAMC Northeast Public Radio. Once again, thanks for listening and tune in next time where we'll have more from our sustainable series. 